Would you like to live in the space of infinite possibilities? Is now the time to access your magic? Welcome to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with Glenice Hughes. Join us for the next hour as we bring you the tools, techniques, and tips for you to change the impossible in your life to the possible. Now, here's your host, Glenice Hughes. Hello, and welcome to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with myself, Glenice Hughes. Thank you so much for listening in. I am so, so grateful for each one of you listeners. Yeah, so today's show is called The Money Game. And it is once again, as last week's show, inspired from my time at Ignite, which was uh, the event a couple weeks ago in Park City, Utah. It's Angela Johnson's event. And uh, if you haven't connected with her, I really encourage you to. She's got really great stuff out there. And this this whole, you know, the whole three-day event continues to inspire me. And this was one piece that I would have to say brought limitations to me, or I guess made me aware of the limitations that I had that I wasn't even aware of. And and it was totally her just willingness to follow the energy. So one of the evenings at Ignite, they they had a, a money class for two hours. So for the first, I'm not even sure how long, 45 minutes maybe, uh, this gal, Christine Walsh, uh, W-A-L-S-C-H, uh, no, W-A-L. SH. Uh, so you can you can Google her, Christine Walsh. And she does uh, coaching and she does a lot of money stuff with, with women and possibly men too. But anyway, whoever, check her out. She's amazing. Now, what Angela did after that, and, and I wasn't aware of this at the time, but she just followed the energy of whatever was required. So just whatever was light throughout the rest of it, throughout kind of the money game, as I'm calling it. Um, And she had asked us earlier to bring 10 $1 bills. And everybody did that. And then at some point, she just asked, you know, who in the group was okay with uh, or who who in the group wasn't okay with or wasn't comfortable with asking people for money, you know? And of course, this is a business event, so you do have to be somewhat required uh, to be willing to ask people for money in your business. So, uh, you know, a number of people put up their hands, and she had I think five people come up to the front. Then she asked us to put our our one dollar bills in front of us on the table and lay them out individually. And so I'm happily doing as she's requesting. And as I laid them all out, I noticed this is, I mean, it's just funny to me. All of the faces are directed towards me. So I then promptly turn them all so it's directed towards, because I assumed that the people were going to come and get them. Uh, so I just directed them towards, you know, if somebody walked up to the table, the faces were looking that way. I mean, how sweet and kind of me, right? And... Uh, and then so that's what exactly what she did. She just said, ask them, you know, just or she just said to us as a group to ignore them, you know, what the, those five people are going to do. And in private, she asked them just to go and get as much money as they could. And apparently it was kind of like a race between them. So whoever got the most money one whatever and so along people came and just took up the money and I happily watched them do this as I had expected they were going to do and it was all wonderful that they were willing to and I was excited in their 
their excitement of it and their their willingness to do it because just a few minutes ago they had said they couldn't do that so there I am very excited that now they can and look at them go and it was a lot of fun and a lot of laughter and and uh it was so freaking interesting one because I didn't actually have a point of view about it like it really didn't matter to me that a person came up and took that money and at all like and what I realized is even if they would have been hundred dollars bills I wouldn't have had that point of view or had a point of view about it but when I looked at if they were hundred or sorry thousand dollar bills that's when there would have been an energy of no that's mine so interesting I mean I was just willing to have that awareness okay cool and now they've got ten dollars of I'm going to use air quotes of mine but it was so irrelevant to me and at the time I'm looking at that as you know yay me I don't have a point of view here you know no big deal right except later on that evening like much later (laughs) I really was looking at that going like that's like no do I desire to fight people like you know no I'm not gonna hit somebody who's gonna come up and take my ten dollars uh but I don't know if I'd hit somebody who'd come up and take anything like you know it, it just was such a reflection of what I've chose over the years in my life which I'm gonna use the word passive and I'm not sure that that's the exact energy of it but really kind of take what you get be happy with what you have justify it so that you know you can feel better about it uh don't ever rock the boat don't ever be a demanding bitch you know like like just it matched so much of my entire life but it took me hours to really get a sense of that. And probably more so the next day because we, we ended late and then when I went back and you know visited with hubby and went to bed and, and stuff. So it was, it probably has just been unraveling since then. And for so many people in the room, I mean, what it brought up for them was phenomenal because of course there was the energy of like, this is mine and you can't have it. And then there were some people who went, no, and they took their $10 off the table and put it away. It's like, no, you're not having my money. And I mean, that did not even cross my mind. So then looking at that for me was, well, Angela said to do this. Like Angela said to do this. So I have to do this, right? The rule follower. Yeah. And not, not truly being willing to be aware of what worked for me. Because does that really work for me for somebody to come up and take $10 from me? Like, does that? No. (laughs) But that night, it was like, no, okay. You know, and again, I, I wasn't cognitively looking at it all. But it was like, okay, Angela said to do this. And so then, you know, if somebody says, and she's the one on the stage, so I guess you listen to the one on the stage. So she said to do this. So that's what I did. And then, you know, got like, wow, look at them. Oh, cool. And the other thing that I really, I guess I would say expected, which we know what that does, was that it would actually be given back to me. Like this was just a game. So of course, in the taking of it, it would be returned. So 
But again, I mean, that's that's the awareness I have now. At the time, it was probably just an expectation, not even a cognitive thought, but just an expectation that, of course, they will take it, they will bring it back. So then once they had all the money or had all the money they could get, because again, there were some people who were like, no, screw you. Um, you know, so they had all the money and then it became, and again, Angela's just following the energy of, and I kind of thought she had a plan, uh, brilliant that she didn't, I'll tell you that. Uh, and then everybody was, and then she's like, okay, so what do we do with this money, you guys? And people just started, you know, saying different things and okay, well, we give it to charity and we do this and we do that. And, you know, there was lots of different things that were put out there. And then somebody very brilliant (laughs) says, well, what if we ask the money what it would like? Well, that's cool, right? It gives money the choice. I'm always talking about that. Like everything has a consciousness. Ask it what it would like. Okay, cool. Um, And I didn't really get like a a clear um, awareness, I would say, on that for myself. But again, I was really energetically operating from the expectation that Angela had a plan and we would be, uh, you know, given our money back in a sense. So then it carries on and, you know, this is going on for quite some time. And then, uh, so some people put the money of those five people, some of them, I think all of them except one, put it back in a big bowl. And one of them took the money that they had in their hands. And I actually didn't realize that. I thought all the money went in the bowl, but that didn't. And then, so again, I'm so kind of you know, oh, cool, fun. And it's so cool what's being brought up for people. And, you know, maybe as I'm talking, you might want to look at that for yourself. Like, what if you were there? What would have that brought up for you? Would have you been bold enough to say, hey, nobody gets my 10 bucks? Or would have you been more like me to be like, hey, this is the, this is what Angela asked us to do? Or, you know, what, what would have been where you would have been with it? Now, maybe, you know, I probably should have started with that information so that you could have played with it a little bit because I've given you a lot now around it. But however it works, you know, just get a sense of what that would be like for you. And so then, you know, all these people with different things. And then one lady says, well, I would really like the money. I would just really like to come up to the front and take the money. And, and so, you know, okay, cool. And meanwhile, still things are being yelled out about what to do with the money. And this other woman gets up and gets the money. Like, walked up to the front, picked up the bull. She wasn't one of those five people. Took the money. And I was sitting quite close to her so I could watch her. So not only did she take the money, like, you know, put the bull in front of her. She actually took the money out of the bull. Then she put the money in her purse. Then she put the purse under the table. And I was watching this going, wow. Like, Never in a million years would I even consider doing that. So, you know, that is about the point that I started realizing, I've got some points of view here. And I was kind of telling myself, like, it's only $10. Who the hell cares? Now, looking at that amount, and of course, I thought it was all of the money. So I, you know, would have assumed there's about 50 of us in the room. So say $500 in there. But that still wouldn't be... I still wouldn't choose that over the, I don't know, like the, the judgment that I would get walking up to the front and taking that money. And, and again, I didn't have all of those cognitive thoughts at the time, but it was just this like, 
whoa. And I'm watching her do this and I'm just thinking, wow, well done you. Like, well done you. And, uh, and I took a picture of her doing it because, I mean, I knew, I knew it was out of, way out of her comfort zone too. And yet she still chose it. Like, she still chose it. Meanwhile, I'm still energetically expecting Angela to say, okay, guys, let's take all the money and take it back. And, you know, and then I realize that's actually not what's going to happen. I think at this point, Angela's sharing with us, she has no clue. Like, she's just literally following the energy. She didn't know what the game was even going to be until she walked in there and just had an awareness to do what she did. So then I'm going, wow. So there's no plan. And there's a lot of people in the room, like the energy in the room was something like I have never perceived before. And I mean, from the place of ick, <laughs> like the place of heavy, like heavy, heavy, that brought up so many points of view for people. Like there were people who were crying. There were people who were laughing. There were people who were so angry. Like it was so phenomenal for what it brought up for people. And then to allow people to be that uncomfortable with their stuff. And that was huge, like really, really huge. Because I can poke people in the eye to a certain degree. And, and especially like a situation like that where you're facilitating, like poke them into a, in their eye to a certain degree. Get, get them, allow them to, to be uncomfortable. And... Uh, I would say fix it before the class ends. Like that's where I've always operated from. And yet when that wasn't what was going to create the most, I really got the sense of that too. Like how brilliant it was for Angela to choose that and what it really created. Like way beyond, way, 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 way beyond what, what I ever would have imagined. And such a space of infinite allowance to really allow people to be with their crap, you know, and, and what gift it was to me, because if, if there would have been at the end of the day, or the end of it, where people got their money back, or that there was, you know, a lot of times in a lot of time spent on fixing how people felt about it, or that sort of energy, I honestly don't know that I would have had my own awarenesses about it. But it was in that discomfort and in that kind of being with that energy and looking at it from every perspective, from, you know, a fellow facilitator, from somebody in the group, from like looking at it and being with it from all of those pieces. And all of a sudden, <laughs> it's like, boom, in my face, that, that kind of ambivalence with whether it was $10 or even $1,000. And for some reason, $10,000 I would have fought for. Uh, but I mean, to what degree? I honestly don't know. Like, I, I honestly do not know that if that was a situation, if I had 10 $1,000 bills in front of me and somebody on the front, at the front, said to me, now, you know, just ignore people walking around, I still don't know if I would have stopped them. I sure as fuck would have now. <laughs> like, let me tell you, even $10, I would be willing to be aware of what worked for me. 
And I mean, really, other than the last few years studying these tools and using these amazing tools that I've become more aware of what is actually like works for me. And there's still a huge element of me being more aware of what works for other people and choosing that, calling it light, (laughs) when really what I'm aware of is it actually would make somebody else happier, would work for them or like whatever. And this money game has really assisted me to look at, hey, what actually works for me here? And what if it's okay if it's different than what works for the other person? Like, what if that is actually okay? Like somewhere along the way, I and possibly you picked up the idea that if it doesn't work for somebody else, then we should change So it does work for them. Like, and, and that that's never, I probably almost never been a cognitive thought for me. It's just been how I've played the game with myself, whether it was with money or anything, instead of going, hey, this is what works for me. And that's what works for you. Huh? Okay, so what else is possible here? But it's almost like I've got this underlying point of view, and I'm just, I'm just having this awareness as I'm talking about it, this underlying point of view that if what I would like isn't what somebody else would like, then asking for what I would like is greedy, is selfish, is wrong, is unkind. Wow, everything that is. I'm just going to destroy and uncreate it all, return to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Hmm. Which is a lot of the energetic messages. And I don't recall them verbally, but I certainly recall them energetically. And there certainly were some verbal uh, of how to be here. You know, so I was, I've always been a very, you know, caretaking person. Doesn't make it right, but that's often, you know, what I've chose. And I was always uh, patted on the back for that. I was always a good girl. I was always right when I did that. And so then that just became kind of my mode because the fear of being wrong or the avoidance of being judged or what you know whatever all of that crazy to make sure that that never happened then I was trained very well as to what the right thing to do was which was to allow other people to have their way or I don't know if to allow that that doesn't really sound right but to be more aware of what people other people require than aware of what I require So right now we're going to head to break. When we come back, we will do a bunch of clearings around that in case you are anything like me and have received that message many, many ways. All right, we'll be right back. Close your eyes. Imagine being free of everything that limits you. What would it feel like to live from this space every day? During an infinite possibility session with Glenise, you will clear energy blocks and limitations from every area of your life so you can live beyond your wildest dreams. Sessions can be done in person, over the phone, or using Skype. Find out more online at www.glenise.net. Find out about ongoing classes and workshops as well. And read Glenise's blog. That's www.glenise.net. 
G-L-E-N-Y-C-E dot net. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenise will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenise.net for more information about where Glenise will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenise.net. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenise Hughes. To find out more about Glenise and our program, please visit www.glenise.net. That's G L E N Y C E.net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. Welcome back, everybody. So we are talking about the money game and really the choice, because that's what it is. Everything's a choice. The choice to be more aware of other people's requirements or needs or desires than our own. Wow. So... Everything that brings up, will you just destroy it and create it all? Return to center with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine pop pock shorts, boys and beyonds. Oh my gosh. So, hmm. All of the feelings that we're using to create the unawareness of what works for us, we are choosing. We just turn and create all of those and return them to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine podpock shorts, boys and beyonds, and all of the no feelings we are using to create the unawareness of what works for us. We are choosing. We just turn and create all that times a godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine podpock shorts, boys and beyonds, and how many thoughts, feelings, emotions, sex. And how many no thoughts, no feelings, no emotions, and no sex are we using to create the unawareness of what works for us? We are choosing everything that is. We destroy and uncreate all times a godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And what have we made so vital, valuable, and real about the creation of a dichotomous universe that keeps us in the thoughts, feelings, emotions, sex, and no thoughts, no feelings, no emotions, and no sex of reality dedicated to minuscule possibilities and digitous change. Everything that is. We just try and create all types of godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Whew, my goodness, wow. Huh. <laughs> How does it get any better than that? So a couple of things that I want to explain there. So with the uh, feelings, this is a, a fairly new thing that's come up in Access. Uh, we actually use feelings and no feelings to take us out of being. Like to take us out of awareness, to take us out of the being, the infinite being we truly be. Because we don't feel awareness, we can only diminish awareness with a feeling. Yeah. And then no feelings is where we try not to have certain feelings. When we say stuff like, I don't care about, or I have no feelings about. Those are the no feelings that we're using to create what we cannot change about something. As though it's more 
real than our ability to alter it. And what that would be probably uh, would be where I was that night with the money. Like I had no feelings about it, but it wasn't from a place of infinite awareness. (laughs) It was from the place of, I'm not willing to stop the person who walks up to the table to take the money. In fact, I turn the faces so that that's more of an invitation, (laughs) which is, I mean, it's just really, really funny. And again, I am just so, so grateful to be willing to have that awareness and be willing to look at it and go, hey, you know what? That's what I would have chose before. That's what I've chosen in the past. Now, what can I choose? Because that's the thing with awareness is you never ever have to just go with, okay, well, that's just the way it is. You actually, once you have the awareness, that's the gift of awareness. Once you have the awareness, then you can choose to change it. Now, of course, you don't have to. (laughs) You can still stay with that energy of, uh, of, you know, of in a sense, victim, right? Like that, that's a very much a victim energy of me going, well, you know what Angela said, <laughs> and that's what somebody said to her too, was, you know, but, but Angela, you said we had to ignore them. And, and she's like, so, so what? Like, <laughs> I mean, again, it was such a brilliant thing, you guys. Um, so, so brilliant. And, and Angela, if you're listening, thank you so much for that, uh, that evening, because let me tell you, it, it has gifted me so much to look at in, in my life. And even the other day, I swapped with my uh, swapped bars and body processes with my, my sweet friend, Catherine. And we had a great discussion around it and, you know, how it looks in our life and how we do it. And like, we know, I know, you may or may not know, but I know for myself, like, there actually is, like... Money will never mean anything to us, like, ever. And I know we're supposed to have it mean a lot, and I know that this reality tries to get it to mean a lot to us, and it never, ever will. Money is money means nothing to us. We don't really get why, and when I say we, I mean me and you. <laughs> uh, like, we don't really get why we can't pay our power bill with hugs. Uh, like, it just doesn't make sense. And for myself, for so long, um, I really, really, really tried to make it significant, which meant it actually had puppet strings on me. It had control over me, where I did, or, or I told myself I would only do something if I was paid. You know, I would actually cancel classes if the if the expenses were going to exceed the income, uh, because, and I'll use air quotes again, because it wasn't worth it. And there's no awareness in that. And I don't mean that there's not times that I don't cancel classes now. Absolutely, I will, if that's the awareness. And I will cancel them if there's 300 people in them, or I will cancel them if there's three. Like, that's the difference between using the conclusion of, this isn't going to make any money and it's not worth it. So I'm going to cancel it compared to, Hey, it's actually not late to choose this. Let's just cancel it and, you know, change it all. Like that's the difference. And, and so money doesn't, and I've got tons of shows about money, you guys. And I think I've got a show about this exact topic about it, not meaning anything. Now, the one thing that it has, I'm so aware of that I can be with money is that I can change people's realities with money. And that lights me up. 
That is such a game changer for me. I am willing to have money now with that energy. I am willing to be aware of my numbers, to be aware of what's going in, about what's coming out, all of that. Also, I'm aware that, yeah, if I'm not willing to have money, then some of the things that hubby and I enjoy now, we wouldn't be able to choose. And the biggest inspirer for me is that that ability to change people's lives. And what I've seen over the past few years with now that I'm willing to, to be that with money is that it doesn't actually even take that much. Like it's shocking to me when we were in Park City, I think it was our last evening there and we went for dinner and uh, the, the waitress was uh, very new. You could tell that possibly even her first night and she was doing her absolute best. And like, I just really was, it, it was, she just lit me up. She was just, you know, when, when you very first start a job, usually you're doing kind of everything by script and it, it was just really cute. She was probably not even, not even 20, I'd say maybe 17 or 18. Anyway, when I paid our bill, there was a little bit over $10 left uh, from what I gave her. And so I just gave her the cash and the bill and said goodbye and turned and walked away. And I was at the door and she said, excuse me. And I said, turn around and I said, yes. And she said, well, you didn't get your change. <laughs> and I just looked at her like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I said, no, that, that's for you. And it was like she couldn't even compute it for about 30 seconds. Like it didn't even register. She just kept looking at me and then all of a sudden you could see it registered and it just lit her up. And it was such an energy of that wasn't, that was like just barely over $10. And what that gifted her in that $10 and what I was gifted because of what she received, that is what lights me up. I mean, tomorrow we start uh, in, in Edmonton, or I guess we call it the Edmonton International Airport at a hotel near there. And uh, gosh, I believe it was just last year maybe it have been two years. Oh my gosh, I don't even remember now. But I actually had that where I gifted a gal who, you know, assisted in a lot of different ways with, she works at the hotel and she, you know, there was just so many different roles that she played. And so I just really had the awareness of an amount of money to gift her and, and what it did and, and how it all worked out. I believe it's October of 20, either October, 2016 or October 2015, where uh, there's a radio show about what money's really for. And, and I even play the clip of from the class because she actually came in with a thank you card during the class. And it was interesting because it was right while we were talking about money. And it was so phenomenal. So, you know, if you'd like more about that, go, go and listen to that show. But that is what I love about having money now that energy and of course all the things that I can can do and all of that and the the gifting the really changing people's realities and and knowing that that lights me up is such a different energy and so like looking at my ambivalence the other uh at the event it was like that ambivalence doesn't work for me anymore like no 
and not from a place of the significance of money, like you can't have my $10 because it's my last $10. Um, no, but from the place of, hey, no, <laughs> I would rather choose what I'm going to do with that $10 that I would like that to be my choice. Now, of course, ultimately it was my choice because I chose to lay them out. I chose not to go and ask for them after. I mean, I could have. I knew who had them. Like, or like, I shouldn't say that. I thought I knew who had them because I didn't know the other lady had taken the, the other money. I thought it was all in that bowl. So I, I knew who to ask. And one of the ladies, actually, this really inspired me. She really desired to have the $10 back. She said she didn't have a reason or justification around it. She just desired to have it back. It didn't work for her, for it not, for her not to have it. And so what she did, rather than go to the, the person who took the money, or the two people, I guess, she went up to the people who, the five people, or maybe not even all five, I don't, I don't remember what she said, but she went up to a few of them and asked them, I think she was asking each of the five for $2 back, because that would give her her 10 and some people gave her more, so she ended up, she actually ended up gaining money. And I just thought, how freaking brilliant is that? Because I, of course, like looking at it for myself, it would have, I would have done the causal reality of, I need to ask who has that $10, not who took it, right? And she just was like, hey, you know what? I know that they took it. I'm just going to go ask them. And then they over, you know, over gave her or whatever you want to say, gave her more than she asked for. And that was a real um, huge thing for her because one, she was willing to ask for it. And then two, she was willing to receive more than what was taken. And that was huge. And I just looked at that I was like, holy shit. I mean, much like the woman who walked up to the front and took the money, I, it didn't even occur to me to go in and ask the people who, you know, who took it. Because what I really told myself, and this I, I realize now was another way to justify and reason it. But what I told myself was, I can create $10 in the blink of an eye. Like, I, I can, I, I've, I know that. So why would I go and ask for that money back? And yet, why wouldn't I? <laughs> And that really is the energy of like, what, what wasn't I willing to receive? Well, actually, you know what a better question would be? What wasn't I willing to be? And again, not so much that I went and demanded my money back or asked for my money back. Interesting choice. Uh-huh. Wow. Everything that is right, wrong, good, bad, all night, box, shorts, boys, beyonds. Um, wow. And that was another piece. I mean, there were so many different things we did that night with money, but that was another piece that Angela asked us to do was to look at what would be, and actually it might have been Christine who asked us, either way, asked us to look at what would be the worst thing to be judged for. And just kind of with different, you know, words floating around and people talking and that sort of stuff, really I got the energy for myself was demanding bitch. Like that evening, that would have been the worst thing somebody could say to me. And so it's funny right now that I say, you know, go and demand my money back. Like, like, why wouldn't I say go and ask for my money back? But apparently, I've attached that energy of demanding, which I had judged as wrong, because I was wasn't willing to be uh, judged as it to getting your money back. Interesting. Oh, wow. So if that resonates at all with you, or if you have different energies popping as I'm talking, I'm just going to run the crazy phrase a few times around that. 
Because whenever there's kind of um, a stuck energy isn't quite the right word, but like concrete energy around something. And that's what I'm perceiving right now for myself with this. And it might be, might read for you too. Uh, I like to run the crazy phrase from access because that's really starts to shift and change it. Uh, and then sometimes I have more awarenesses beyond it and sometimes it's not required. So whatever energy around what I was just talking about that comes up for you, just kind of intensify that energy. So I'm going to bring up that energy of demanding bitch and, and money and harshness and the only way to, to get your money back is that energy or whatever all of that is. I'm just going to intensify and now I'm going to run the phrase. So everything is the opposite of what it appears to be. Nothing is the opposite of what it appears to be. Everything is the opposite of what it appears to be. Nothing is the opposite of what it appears to be. Everything is the opposite of what it appears to be. Nothing is the opposite of what it appears to be. Everything is the opposite of what it appears to be. Nothing is the opposite of what it appears to be. Everything is the opposite of what it appears to be. Nothing is the opposite of what it appears to be. Everything is the opposite of what it appears to be. Nothing is the opposite of what it appears to be. Everything is the opposite of what it appears to be. Nothing is the opposite of what it appears to be. Everything is the opposite of what it appears to be. Nothing is the opposite of what it appears to be. Yeah, cool. So, so yeah, interesting. And everywhere that I haven't been willing to be judged as a de demanding bitch, I just run and create it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pet pox, shorts, boys, meons. And this is something I've really been looking at. Like it, it, it's been coming up for some time now. Uh, because whenever we're not willing to be judged for something, one, we have to fight against it so much, like we have to pretend that we're not it, and then lie when we are it. <laughs> so, you know, anytime that I've chose to be a demanding bitch, I'm not even willing to acknowledge it for me. So I'm being it, I'm choosing it, but in the reasoning and the justification and the crazy that I'm telling myself is, whatever, whatever I need to, to not acknowledge what I was choosing instead of going, huh, I just chose demanding bitch, huh, interesting, okay, so truth did that create more, truth did that create less, okay, so what's required, you know, like just acknowledging what is and, and then, you know, if it was something that created less than having, you know, maybe apologizing to the person, if it's something that created more than cool, carry on, but because whatever we make wrong then we have to be in defense against all the time. <laughs> and then when we do be it, we don't acknowledge it, which then it, we, it usually gets, you know, um, we use it against ourselves. Yeah, so whatever it is, that would be the worst judgment for you. Will you just destroy and uncreate it all? Return to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pot, pot, shorts, boys, meons. And anywhere you're not willing to acknowledge when you do choose it, and, and have no point of view about it and just have an awareness of what what the next step is after that. We just destroy and create all that and return it to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, pock, shorts, boys and beyonds. All right, we're going to head to break and we'll be right back. Close your eyes. Imagine being free of everything that limits you. What would it feel like to live from this space every day? During an infinite possibility session with Glenice, you will clear energy blocks and limitations from every area of your life so you can live beyond your wildest dreams. Sessions can be done in person, over the phone, or using Skype. Find out more online at www.glenice.net. 
Find out about ongoing classes and workshops as well. And read Glenice's blog. That's www.glenice.net. G-L-E-N-Y-C-E.net. Did you know that Glenice travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenice will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenice.net for more information about where Glenice will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenice to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenice.net. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. To find out more about Glenice and our program, please visit www.glenice.net. That's G L E N Y C E.net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. Welcome back, everybody. So we are talking about the money game that we played at Ignite and really what it's created for me and my willingness now to be so much more aware of what actually works for me. And not from the place of a lot of times when we get that energy, it's like, well, I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose for me now, which often has the energy of and against everybody else. And that's not what I'm looking for. I'm really looking at the willingness to be aware of what works for me from a place of oneness. So it doesn't mean that I give up what works for me. It means how do I create with this? How do I create what works for me and what works for the other person in a way that will create more if, of course, they're different? And, you know, right now, Hubby and I are looking at or just very, very beginning stages of looking at new acreages. We currently live on one near Vermilion, Alberta, and, uh, you know, the the drive from the airport is about two and a half to three hours, and I'm over it, like, so freaking over it, and so we're looking at them closer to the airport, like, ideally somewhere around maybe 20 minutes to the airport, maybe 40 depending, but 20 would be lovely, and uh, of course, there's lots of other things too. I mean, as, as much as we absolutely love this space, there are things that we would like to be different. And so looking for that in a new place and all of that. So it's like looking at, okay, so what, what does hubby require in a new place? And what do I require in a new place? Like what, what are our deal breakers individually? And really being present with that, like, Yeah, and I don't know really how to explain, like, I get really swept away often about the excitement of it. And I remember when we were looking for this acreage, and we were actually really clear back then what we required, and yet we would go to a place that wasn't quite it, and I would get really swept away with, but but look at this, you know, I'd find one shiny thing and it would be the most amazing thing. And hubby was always, um, and usually is the voice of reason. And if I don't judge him for that, it becomes of a contribution. And I'm really, I'm really choosing to be aware of that in this process. So last night I had kind of bookmarked three that uh, looked yummy to me and, you know, just wondered from his looking at what he desired. And, 
you know, two of them right away were like, no, this and this and things that again, I wasn't willing to see because of the shiny thing. And then the one that we will go and look at on on Friday. And maybe our, our realtor will be able to find us some more to look at. But, you know, the one and kind of like, okay, if this isn't it, even though it's got some shiny things for me, it's got some things that really, really light me up, um, including a martini bar. Now, no, martini bar deck, it's called. I've actually never heard of this. I don't know if they made it up or if it's actually a real, real thing, but it is off of the, um, what is, what's it called? Uh, oh gosh, there's a word for it, but there's a dressing room in the house and it's off of that is this what they've called this martini bar deck now I don't actually like martinis but for some reason <laughs> having a martini bar deck is like oh my gosh I must have a martini bar deck um anyway it's just so freaking hilarious the things that really you know those shiny things that I can get really distracted by and one of the things that I was thinking about when we bought our very first house hubby and I back in 1997 and uh, it was a great little house and hubby was so adamant like usually I am usually I'm the bossy one usually I'm the one who says hey it's got to be this way or this is what we're doing or you know and usually 99% of the time he's totally game but then there's these things like when we moved into that house he absolutely demanded that we allocate some of the money that we had to changing all of the windows now, for me, that's the most ridiculous waste of money ever because I'm not looking long term. I'm not looking at heating bills. I'm looking at shiny things. And I would rather have a nice new furniture set than brand new windows because back then I think it was like, I mean, back then it was probably about $2,000 for the windows and hubby put them all in. Uh, but, you know, to me that, that was a huge amount all those years ago and uh, anyway he absolutely demanded it no matter what this was occurring and uh, and I'm so grateful and he said that to me probably like a week after they were in and he's like so what do you think now and I'm like yeah okay I get it like so I'm aware that that that's a contribution that he can be he's willing to I would say have his head on a little bit more straight than I am and look at those things so it's not so much that I would you know, that I'm giving up. So in the sense of like getting windows put into that house, it's not that I wasn't willing to get what worked for me. It was also the willingness to be aware of what was going to create more, even though I didn't have these tools all those years ago. But in looking at this new acreage and, and the ones to come, it's like really from that place of like, what do I require? What does he require? What does the acreage require? And, and how do we all create that together? And let's say this one that we're looking at isn't it. And let's say I see all the shiny things and he sees the things that won't work. My reminder to me is to stay in the awareness of it. Like, really, if we found that one, there will be another one. And the other funny thing is I don't have a ton of travel in the books coming up. I mean, at the end of like in a couple of weeks, but we of course won't have moved by then. Uh, we're off to Denver and, and Las Vegas. And then in like late fall, we're off to Europe for a tour. But otherwise, like there's not a ton of, of travel coming up. And so it's kind of like, huh, I wonder, I wonder if once we move, we'll travel less, <laughs> which would be funny too. However, he has kids and grandkids in the area. So 
it would um it would it the move would really create a lot I get for him there's also a lot of geocaching that can be done there whereas the area that we live uh it's pretty much he's pretty much done all of them because there's not a ton that get put out compared to of course around the city so I mean and what else is possible what what else would like to be created here but just looking at all of those aspects from what does work for me what do, what do I require and how do I create that with the people around me, not against it? So everywhere that you've been trying to create what works for you against people around you, we just destroy and uncreate it all, return to sender with consciousness. Ooh, right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, bud, box, shorts, boys and beyonds. Wow, yeah. So let's talk about some classes that I've got coming up around the world. I am so excited. Uh, like I say, I will be in Denver here very, very soon. We are going to start with the bars class on May 24th in Denver, Colorado, and then off to Foundation May 25th and we will have the new manuals by then and I'm so excited for this rewrite. I have been uh, enjoying Gary and Dane's class by audio as I wasn't able to be there in person. Then off to Las Vegas, Nevada. My goodness, come and play with us there. Like, oh my gosh, I have been looking at different videos and things and oh my gosh, come and play. June 1st to 4th uh, in Las Vegas. Then off to Swift Current Saskatchewan, June 8th to 11th for Foundation. Then June 13th to 16th in Humboldt for Foundation. Then Beyond Awesomeness, which you can either join us in person for the two-day class, or you can join us uh, in, in person in Saskatoon, or you can join us online. And we will have an amazing time. So that's August 26th, 27th. Then off to Vienna, Austria, October 27th, 28th, 29th for my brand new specialty class, Embodying Wealth and Opulence. You can join us in person in Vienna. You can join us online and we will also have it translated into as many languages as people would like. Right now we've got German and Hungarian. Then off to London, England for Foundation, November 2nd to 5th. Then Calgary, Alberta, November 24th to 27th. And then off to Maui, Hawaii, January 27th and 28th for how to change anything with ease, another specialty class. So come and play. And of course, I have the Business Creation Club uh, on right now that you can still join us at and so much going on. Just make sure that you're connected somehow. If you're not on my mailing list, that you follow me on Facebook or you're friends with me or something because... Uh, so much awesomeness going on and I wonder, I wonder what else is possible. Yeah. All right. So let's talk some more about the money game and, and what it might have brought up for you, the thought of somebody just walking up and taking money. And, you know, what, what would have you chose? And, and maybe what would you choose now after we've discussed all of this? Like, would you still choose uh, what you would have chose? Would you be okay with it? Would you allow it? Would you fight? Would you cry? Would you feel like you didn't have a choice? Even though Angela never said you don't have a choice. She just said, just ignore them. And it was interesting because some people were like, no. And they just put their money away. And I just think, wow. I just, again, that energy of ah, doing the right thing, doing what you're told to do, like all of this stuff that the messages that I was given as a kid and like not even messages about money, but how much I've taken it and put it on money, like do the right thing. You don't, you don't argue with authority. 
and the, the same energy of that, but then I put it on to money. Interesting. So everything that brings up for you, will you destroy and uncreate it all, return to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, battle, nine, puck, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Yeah, and would you be willing to be the person who took it? Like, that was actually a question I've never even looked at until this moment, but would you be willing to be the person who went up and took it? Huh. In that game, yes. <laughs> like, in that situation. And, and as I'm talking, it's like, because Angela would have told me to. Man, Angela, if you're listening, I have given you a lot of power, apparently. Uh, but really just being on the stage. Like, whoever's, whoever's telling us what to do, that's that energy again. And, and so then, yes, I would have been able to, but also would have had the point of view, or probably a very, like, not even acknowledged a point of view that Angela would have us give it back. So what if I went and taken it if I knew the people weren't getting it back? Whew, that's an interesting question. You know what? I, uh, I'm aware right now that possibly what I would choose with that is I would walk up to the ones who I would have judged, air quotes, judged, as not having a point of view about it. Like the people that I was aware, maybe they'd ask questions in class about not having money or that sort of stuff. I wouldn't have actually went up to them and taken it if I'd have known that they needed it. Interesting. Like how much judgment does that take? Good grief. Everything that is. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, puck, shorts, boys, rounds. And of course, with all of this crazy, every piece of it, who am I being? Like, and it's probably not the same person with every piece of it, but it's such a great question to be aware of because with that energy of not willing to go up and take money from people who I've judged as needing it more than I do, like, who is that? Who am I mimicking? Like, that's interesting. Huh. <sighs> Everything that is, right? Wrong, good, bad, online, putt, puck, shorts, boys, beyonds. And the energy it brings up is that, that good person. Like, being the good person, right? Like, I... You, Wow. Wow. I had no clue how much I've allowed that to run my life until, like I say, very recently, really looking at the judgments I'm not willing to receive, the judgments that I'm willing to receive, like looking at it all and, and just continuously destroying and uncreating it. The cool thing with awareness, and I think I said this in the last segment, but I, I, I love saying it so that people get it, is that once you have the awareness, then you can choose beyond it. So I see so many people, and I used to do this myself, is when I would have the awareness, then I would judge me because that was wrong. Like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be afraid to be judged for being demanding. Like, that sort of an energy, like I get, like I judge me, which actually just keeps you in the energy of not changing it. Instead of like, wow, that's a really cool awareness. Okay, I'm going to destroy it and create all that. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, puck, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Now what can I create? Now what can I choose? Now what else is possible that I've never even considered? And I've very recently had some, had some experiences where when I was choosing something, and it's probably going to be next week's radio show, you guys, but when I was choosing something, I'm going to say unconsciously or anti-consciously, and then when I, you know, chose the same energy a few times and was willing to have the awareness, then the next time that energy was there, 
for the first time in my entire life, I actually perceived I had choice. And I went from feeling like I had no choice, like it was a, it was a reaction, to looking back on it going, huh, well, that energy was similar to that experience and that experience and that experience. And then in a sense, I chose it one more time from that energy of like pretending it wasn't a choice to go, holy shit, that is totally a choice. And then when it came up again, I, like so celebrating that I actually chose different. I was willing to have the awareness that, oh, this is that energy. This this is what I usually choose when that energy comes up. And what other choices do I have? Which is huge, huge, huge. But like I say, that's, that's a whole other radio show probably next week. But just that, that willingness, that acknowledgement, and then celebrating when we do choose it. Because we can be so hard on ourselves and we can really, really stop ourselves from creating more when we stay in the energy of that judgment of us or that it should have been different or it never should have been that way in the first place. It's like, hey, interesting choices I've made. Now, I could stay in the judgment that it took me, you know, 25 times of choosing what didn't create more before on the 26th time I chose greater. Or I could just say, hey, at least it only took me 25 times. <laughs> I mean, right? Like, come on, let's, let's just, let's laugh at ourselves and carry on. And anywhere that you've made anything that you've chose more significant than you, we just destroy and uncreate it all, return to sender with consciousness. Yeah, right, wrong, good, bad, online, butt box, shorts, boys and beyonds. Cool. So, so yeah, I wonder what's possible for us with money now. And literally look at the money stuff in your life. Is that how you live the rest of your life too? You know, are there similarities? Like, you know, the ambivalence or the passiveness or whatever the, the I don't know the exact word that came out the energy for me, for me, but it's like, it's no, like, no, that doesn't work for me anymore in any area, any area of my life. I'm willing, willing, and I make a demand of myself now to be the infinite awareness I truly be of what works for me. And then how do I create that? And be willing for people not to like it. Be willing for people to be uncomfortable with it. Not from a place of let's make them uncomfortable or make them unhappy or anything, but from that place of, hey, what if, what if they choose discomfort? What if they choose upset? What if they choose anger? Like, what if that's just a choice they can make? And what if we don't have to be the affect or affected by it? <laughs> so everything that is right, wrong, good, bad, online, pop, pop, shorts, boys and beyonds. And what energy, space and consciousness can your body and you be to be the infinite wealth, infinite cash and infinite money you truly be? Anything that doesn't allow that to show up as if by magic, we destroy and create it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, potpock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And what energy, space, and consciousness can you and your body be to physically actualize an unreal, unbelievable, fantastic, phenomenal, unfathomable, magical, miraculous reality totally beyond this reality with total ease? Anything that doesn't allow that to show up as if by magic, we destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, podpock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. All right, have a wonderful week, my friends, and I look forward to talking with you next week.
Thank you again for joining us. Living in the Magic of Possibilities can be heard every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join Glenise Hughes for another edition of our program next week. 